This week on Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. Like, yeah, I'll even, say if Ringo didn't exist. Yeah. This is not like Travis is like, I'm going to be Ringo Starr. Right. It was like, he is Ringo Starr. It was, still would have been <laughs> Ringo's drumming. Yeah. Like, because he's he's like perfect at, you know, yeah. giving what the song needs. We're back from our summer vacation and ready to talk about everyone's favorite drummer, Travis Barker. So, like, Travis, he's hitting the snare, like... Yeah, 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 that's cool. We also take a look in the mailbag and catch ourselves up on some of the important events the last few weeks. Yeah, I wrote that down. I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, and I came up with a theory, and, uh, spoiler alert, but I wrote it down so that way I have proof. Yeah. I should have put the date on it. I fucked up. I hope everyone is having a nice summer and staying cool. You know, there's no better way to do that. Than to take your pants off! Hello and welcome to Take Off Your Pants and Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Ryan. And we're back again. Yeah, it's been a little Yeah, we had, we had a hot minute. Uh, we had two consecutive uh, or kind of overlapping visits from people very far away uh, coming to visit us in Portland. I've noticed since I've moved here a lot more people are, are visiting me than in other places yeah. I've lived. I mean, even I think even a week before that, we had uh, the Friends Band come through, you know? We yeah. Nanami Ozone. Yeah, so. so we had Nanami Ozone, which we featured on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, check out that band if, you, if you're <laughs> listening. Like, they're awesome. I think they're kind of similar. Um, if fans of this show might relate them, I think, maybe to Waves a bit in their kind of sound. Mm, maybe. Yeah, it's not... But, but yeah. They, 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 some friends were in town, and then your friend came into town, and my fucking parents From were across in town. the pond, as they say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a friend from the UK was in town, and your parents were in town, which yeah. was, which was so great. So it kind of just threw off our whole schedule, and... Yeah, it was fun explaining, too, to all these people how we do a Blink-182 podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's always something to explain. It's the the one number one thing somebody always brings up is what do you guys talk about? Yeah, but everyone like, as soon as I say that, everyone brings it up. But like by the end of the conversation, everyone's like on board. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. Yeah, but, why are? But the, yeah, there should be a podcast. But the, out there. It's just every time it's what do you like? It's it's not even like variations yeah. of what do you guys talk about? Is what do you guys talk about? Yeah, you have a Blink One Two podcast. What do you guys talk about? It's like Blink One Two. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let me tell you about a man named Tom DeLonge. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, look at all this stuff we could talk about. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's kind of funny, but um, they seem to get a kick out of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it's always fun just like showing people around the town, I think. Um, but it's going to be back on the saddle, uh, back yeah, podcasting. Back. Yeah, just a little, uh, you know, it's summertime. Sometimes it's... Uh, you know, the, yeah, the, the lazy days of summer, as they say, you I know, mean, sipping tea on the porch. <laughs> yeah. Watching the cars go by. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, yeah. So it's good to be kind of cranking again. So uh, yeah, but we're back. And uh, while we were gone, uh, a lot of things happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of them, I think the first thing we're going to talk about um, is because we can't not talk about it, yeah. is Chester Bennington. Yeah, it's a sad one. Uh, yeah, so of course, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you, you've heard, it, it, just in case if you yeah, haven't. Yeah, just like last week. Yeah, so. he passed away last week, last Thursday, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it, the, you know, the 
he was 41, so that's obviously already a tragedy. But then that that it sounds like it was a suicide. That it was on Chris Carnell's birthday. It was a whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, it was and, yeah. It's it was it it was one of those things like, um, I don't know. Like I, you know, it's related because you know the whole Blinken Park thing was just about to happen, and also yeah. their whole thing. And yeah, uh, yeah, which is which is indicative of of where Lincoln Park was at large. Like they were, um kind of like on the upswing again, like on us, like Lincoln park was kind of doing in the way the blink was like a second career resurgence in a way, a little bit. They like, just had a number one album. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and, and they have the, these kind of like, they were in the middle of this, like, you know, festival thing. So I think that's why a lot of part of the reason why not at all like that, that, that translates to personal happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that added to the surprise for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean the thing is they have a like I was just listening to um I mentioned it before the um the history of ongoing or the ongoing history of new music podcast he just re- reposted an episode from 2008 talking about Lincoln Park just cuz of Chester and uh, I guess they're doing like a long form one soon. Oh uh, wow. Like in the fall. Like in the style of the Blink Probably in the style one? of the Blink one, but this one was just like a 20 minute episode and um it was just kind of talking about like their start really and uh like they sell so like they're the biggest selling album of the 21st century like hybrid theory is wow and uh and it's like i don't know like it's reaches so far like their music mm. and and it was kind of this thing where i um i fell off the Ch- lincoln park band like i they were one of my first bands like i remember yeah getting into and um, same like hard because I, I i i told you this like we had I remember our neighborhood, we all skateboarded and played Smash Brothers. Like, that was what we did every day. Yeah. And, like, the the copy of, I don't know whose it was, of Hybrid Theory got passed around the neighborhood. And it got <laughs> copied and reburned and and re, like, just, I don't know. Someone probably had, like, a really shitty copy. but Yeah, by the time it's, like, the last <laughs> one, it's, like, it sounds like it's being played through, like, a telephone. Yeah, and it was, like, like we would skateboard to, like, Blink, Lincoln Park, and, like, Weezer, and Jimmy World. And that was it. Like, those four <laughs> bands. the Holy Trinity. And I remember, like, even on my backpack, I had, like, Lincoln Park with the N's backwards, like, written on my backpack oh, and wow. stuff. But, uh, so, it, when this happened last week, it was, like, I kind of fell off because uh, I was re-listening to that podcast. They mentioned that, you know, they had Hybrid Theory Meteora and didn't do another album. Like, they had, like, you know, the Jay-Z thing and a couple little side was projects. Four years. It was, yeah, there's a whole four years in between. And so by that was like, you know, 2007 or something 2007, by the time yeah. uh, Minutes to Midnight came out. And I like was excited for that. And like, I think that actually really listening to that album, I'm like, oh, there are some songs I remember I liking on this. Yeah. But after that, I kind of fell off. And I know like Lincoln Park has their diehard fans and stuff, but um, right. I, th- I think they're a band that's similar to, they're more popular, but I think they're similar to like a Jimmy Eat World in that they have, they had their moment of kind of huge success mainstream wise. And maybe that's, wasn't always the case, but they n- n- still retained like a pretty sizable amount well, of I, core fans. I think the thing is, I think they're, cause we just stopped listening by this point. We had stopped listening to the radio like 2007. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, I mean, that's also to be say is like, who, how are we to just? No, we don't. Because I think their music. I think they did come out with albums and some music that did keep going. And right. Like we're on the radio a lot. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think they ever like slowed down. Yeah. I mean, it was a thing, and um, but it was kind of a thing that happened, and I was just like, damn, like like rethinking about him, like you know, the band and their place in my life because there were one that I like I haven't really listened to the last like two or three albums of them. And, uh, and then like, 
having like thinking about it, it's like, oh wow, how much I listened to that band, like kind of um after like, you know, I guess in retrospective of his death and um and it was like I remember thinking like I lo- I looked it up and it was one of the first big concerts I ever went to was Lincoln Park. And it was on the first time they did the Project Revolution tour. It was two thousand two or three, I believe. Oh wow. And I won tickets on the radio for it. I remember like in the end it was playing on the radio and it was what, like, how was it? How what do you remember like thinking of I I remember going with my friend Kyle, he was a big metalhead and he loved like bands like Disturbed and Mudvayne and Mudvayne actually played before it was always one of the bands that opened for Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park is totally like the blink one eighty two of that scene. It is, yeah. <laughs> and I mean I, that in a good way. And I loved it. He liked Lincoln Park too. Yeah. But he was like way into to the other stuff of that yeah uh and um he loved it and it was like blindside exhibit mudvane and then lingan park and i remember being exhibit. like scared <laughs> as hell during uh you know mudvane but then exhibit was crazy too like it was like almost like every like there was like they were making these tours of like four different types of bands you yeah. know to, like, yeah 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 that it's kind like of the pop all, disaster tour a little not not really because that's all that's the same genre like pop disaster tour like uh, I, I, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, like this was more, like you, this is more like the taste of chaos thing, where maybe you have like some rap, emo, and new metal. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Well, that's what they were doing. Is like they were like, all right, these are these three bands, which is like I can't remember what Blindside was like, but I remember it was like an alternative band, like yeah. alternative rock. Then you have this rap exhibit playing. This is before even fucking. Um, uh, what was the show? West Coast Custom Show. The uh, Pit My Ride is before yeah. that, and so it was like that. And I remember people, you know, st- like the whole audience was doing like the X and stuff. And oh, I was wow. like, "Who the hell is Exhibit? I don't even know." And it was like people Were, knew. Did you did you do that? No, and I was just kind of like so in out of my element at the show, <laughs> and then went to um, yeah, and then they played, and it was like uh, and I just yeah, it was like so it was in the end, Mudvayne was like, oh my. God, I couldn't yeah, do what I'm getting. It was like first time like in a pit and How stuff. How old were you? Like 13, 14? <laughs> it would have been like right when like high school started. So it would have been like, yeah, like probably, you know, 14, yeah, maybe like 15 ish, I think, kind okay. of thing. Like, I went to concerts before. Like I remember I saw like Jimmy World in like 2001 or two. And yeah. But this was the first like arena show that was like this like event kind of thing. And I had, I yeah. remember I won tickets on the radio for it, like Seventh Caller when like In the End played. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember, I, it was really funny because I remember like <laughs> you had to be like seventh caller and they, I remember them answering. I, I'm going off on a tangent right here with this, but them going um, like, hello, like they answer like that. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, Lincoln Park tickets. Like it was like, I didn't even know what to say because they didn't say like, you're the winner. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. like, they were just like, hello. And then they're like, I'm like, uh, Lincoln Park tickets. And they're like, yeah, you won. And it was like this thing. And then it was Is funny. This the place with the Lincoln Park <laughs> tickets. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing was funny is like, that that's going on during the song and then they just play that back after the song's over mm. like it's not like i think that's how I, that was the first time i've ever been oh, like wow, won something yeah. on the radio or ever did so when there something. was a delay so in case maybe you said like that or like yeah they do it way. they record that during the song and then play yeah. it at the, after it's over and um because i was talking about that if you're the seventh caller or whatever but it was uh it was interesting and it was great and and i loved meteora too and uh i remember like because i do like video stuff and i learned to edit like learn to edit video by you know the whole um anime music video AM, amvs yeah like i didn't i didn't even know what amv was but when you, I knew, cos- you knew that you knew that you like dragon ball z to some cool fucking music yeah yeah and, and it looked it was like <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah i uh i remember um the first time i heard 
I got Hybrid Theory pretty quickly after like hearing it on the radio, mm-hmm. and I, I honestly don't remember like the first time I ever heard Lincoln Park, but I remember the first time that I was like, oh, I really, really want this album. Yeah, was uh, it was the song pushing me away, and it was to a video of um, it was like a, a fan made music video in the vein you're talking about of stitched together clips from Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, wow. And I was like, you know, just like him fucking riding the motorcycle and shit. And I think it had like Aries dying and spoilers, and uh, those <laughs> like like the notes of of the guitar doing the harmonics i think that was the first time i heard like just ever heard that before yeah and uh yeah like chester's voice too was like definitely a part of that just being like like this is so fucking like different than what i'm used to hearing and 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 had a very like appealing quality to it yeah it's pretty like it's strange because he is like yelling and screaming and has such a range of just like and and then it's like total like justin timberlake yeah it's kind of weird um and it's so funny how it translated to like Dragon Ball Z music videos so well because of just like I think it did because it had like you know it was small and big small and I big think I think his voice like you know uh, sometimes people rag on his voice and I as being whiny and I think uh, when I was saying earlier about them kind of being like the blink wing two of the scene they're in I think that part of it is like he has a he has a sort of like Tom DeLonge voice and not not necessarily that it sounds like Tom DeLonge but but it's like it's a very like unique like weird voice that is like I, I don't know of any other person who can like convincingly pull off a kind of slick like JT level pop <laughs> like yeah. kind of high nasal voice mm-hmm. and uh kind of like mud veiny like deep like uh yeah like almost like or metallic like deeper than metallica you know kind of (laughs) growl um and and it's funny that that like became was such a huge thing like that was such a a big album like it it, so many different people like were were gravitating to that yeah i mean even it was kind of like the enema the state of it of the scene like there had been new metal before but um, you know, like there had been corn at that point, I think Limbiscuit even, yeah. but I think with what they did, uh, especially with that first album is they really like separated, like it wasn't just kind of like this music that was vaguely like, um, influenced by both. It was like, we're going to have like straight rap section. We're going to have <laughs> straight rock sections and like, we're going to have a hip hop instrumental <laughs> yeah. and like it, it really embraced in a, like convincing way like that uh, other guy who would be the MC instead of Fred Durst like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, rap doing you both. know yeah it was totally different thing yeah and the two vocalists and then two di- and, so and then the other thing they had that that Blink has for sure and that not a lot of other of these bands had was not just a gimmick of a sound but they had a sense of melody for mm-hmm. sure and like you know e- even even you know at their kind of like most intense in hybrid theory it was like pretty um pretty catchy melodies that were going on even if chester was like screaming them out yeah, yeah, yeah. like bam, 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 you know like shut up shut up yeah. I'm talking to you yeah. you know like yeah yeah, yeah. um so and, and never really strays away from that yeah and it come it always like go back you know even if there's like a breakdown or something it always just goes back to that you know uh, Everything you say to me, yeah, goes to the edge. <laughs> da at the break, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm not like trying to make fun of the song. Like I mean, like uh, in the same way that that Enema of the State is just like this kind of like simple, really catchy melodies. I think that that this album, Hybrid Theory, is a little bit like that, and I and so Linkin Park at their best. I think I think is definitely like that. Yeah, and then they end up going on and like they uh, you know 
did some different things. Like there's one of those out, I forget which one it is, but it ends up being like a, almost like a concept album that they did. Yeah. Uh, and then like, you know, the recent thing where I think I'm wondering, I hope it's not like something like, like, you know, not, not to like figure out why he did this, but like, I hope it has nothing to do with like people not accepting the new music. Cause yeah. that would really, really break my heart. I feel like I don't. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I've heard, I've heard. So you're referring in case uh, listeners, if you haven't heard, they, they had a new album that has done incredibly well. Um, excuse me, performance wise. I think it went number one. But uh, a lot of the diehard fans, I think it might have been similar than California, but I think a little bit more extreme where the diehard fans kind of said, like, you sold out. This is too poppy. And they, uh, you know, in their defense, they they were like, we told you guys we wanted to write a pop album, mm-hmm. I think is what they, you know. So um, anyway, so we uh, we were going to do for uh, this month's bonus episode for our, our Patreon, yeah. uh, Lincoln Park, just like episode. Yeah, I mean, it would it'd be like, I mean, yeah, I mean, just to really talk about some of our favorite stuff on it. I mean, I don't want to get too far into like their, you know, Lincoln Park, but yeah, we should probably do that. So. Yeah. So we'll definitely, we'll be doing that because um, uh, I think that'll be a great time to talk about that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get back, I don't know, was there anything just kind of about like Chester? So you were, you were saying like well, how he, much you like loved them and stuff. Like, so how, how did this kind of like, well, I, well, I will, I want to say, cause you posted on Instagram uh, on our account, yeah. um, uh, a thing uh, just a picture of him and it was the suicide prevention hotline. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of inspired. Jimmy world posted something about that. And I kind of like, Oh, I should, I should do that too. We have a lot of people, you know, following us and stuff. And, and I don't know, it just, I, I wanted to do something like it was just that day. And I just felt kind of like what, I don't know. It just made me like, it's, you know, there's always, you know, there's a, you know, we had Bowie die last year and Prince and stuff, but these are like when it's starting to be kind of like people that you grew up with, it's starting to like hit close to home. And I don't know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, sad. And, uh, I just didn't really know what to do about it. So like that's the last thing we posted on there in a while, like on the Instagram was that thing. And I don't know, it's just, it's tough. And I, um, you know, he had his issues. Like he was actually born in Phoenix, uh, Chester, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he moved to LA like in like when he was like 20 for Lincoln Park, basically. Yeah. And, um, and he actually lived in Phoenix too for a while. Like uh, our buddy uh, Mike, a uh, different Mike, he actually would, he worked at Fry's and would see him at the fri- Fry's he worked at a lot and stuff. So um, I don't know. It's just, it, I don't know. I just, it's just something that really kind of struck, hit home, I think. And, and I almost feel bad, like kind of, falling off the train of Lincoln park a little bit. And, um, but they were definitely a lot of people I know is like one of their first favorite bands. And I think it really like this kind of surprised a lot of people and brought it out. And I don't, I don't think you have to feel bad. Cause I don't think, uh, as someone who I think feels similarly about Lincoln park as you did, I think even falling off the train, I don't think we ever thought like, well, fuck those guys. Like yeah. they, they always seem like cool dudes. And like, um, if you go back to the tapes, uh, when Blinkin Park was announced, I think we were like kind of like excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it was like it would have been my you know eighth grade 
just wet dream that you know, <laughs> yeah like, yeah it totally. would have been up there with the pop disaster tour yeah and that would have been my seventh or eighth grade when i missed it but well, it was like <laughs> I, I wanted to bring up your instagram post because I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this but the website uh the website the band themselves actually set up a site chester.lincolnpark.com um did you check this out uh-uh. it's us it's like so cool that they did this um so you go there it's hashtag rib chester and it's just a whole bunch of uh suicide prevention information mm. um so it has the suicide prevention line, which I guess we should say it's 1-800-273-TALK. And um, there's a lot of messages, you know, up here for Chester. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool thing they did. And they're, they're trying to make this, I feel like, into as much of a positive thing as yeah, I mean, can. it's he was definitely a big part of that, you know, whole shebang. And I was just like on there, um, I think even like what's it called? Uh, like minutes to midnight. Like he, I think there's only two songs where he didn't, wasn't like the lead singer on, you know, oh, wow. kind of thing. So he became, and I, I haven't listened to too much of the new one, but I'm pretty sure it's like, he became like, he it, it was a, a lot of role. like 50, 50 before, but he took on, I think a lot of the role yeah. and wrote all these lyrics. And, um, I don't know. I feel, I just feel bad for like the band and like, just like, just such a, like a huge burden and I don't know how you come back out from that, you know, like, yeah, like wasn't he the singer on, um, like the stone temple pilot singer as well. Yeah. Well, like he, he was doing that it? live. I'm not oh, sure okay. if he like did it, if he was for sure, you know, in the recording, uh, position. Um, but yeah, but I don't know, like it, from what I read and everyone says, I mean, that he, even before he, his death, like people always said he was like such a good dude and yeah, you know, uh, and it's funny cause like listening to the music and you know, you can say like, Oh, it's just like this emo stuff, but like it was definitely, it sounds like it was coming from a real place. Like yeah. all that stuff. Well, like, we can, um, we can like probably wrap up soon, but I will say, I, I wanted to say that like, uh, along those lines, um, the first time that I got into them was like this kind of the same age that you were. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of it was, um, you know, just kind of the hormones of the age. Um, but I also, so I have anxiety and depression as thing and, you know, uh, and that was kind of like the age where it kind of kicks in, you know, mm-hmm. or it's like, Oh, th- this is like a thing you're going to have now. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing like hearing the like hybrid theory, I, a hundred percent. The reason I was like, I love this is it was just the first time I had heard anything where I was like, Oh, someone else feels this way. And like, there was the Chester Bennington like lines all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, just kind of like those, those way he would able, he was able to kind of like generally talk about these, these themes like paranoia or just anxiety and depression and, and kind of like a really broad way. I think is like pretty relatable to anyone who deals with those issues. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to like have them medically to, to relate to the songs, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so, so yeah, he, he did a really good job capturing that, that part of himself, putting that into his art, you know? And yeah, totally. Like he, just up front. So he will be missed. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, I just hope the best for, you know, the, the band yeah, and the fans and the, the family, family as well. All that stuff. Kids, so yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's it's kind of a, like I was watching some videos like Travis even played like uh like on stage with them a couple times like in little events yeah, and stuff yeah. and yeah. Um I don't know, I, yeah, I'm sure like it, it was even uh even Tom posted something on Instagram about it where he was like our bands kind of grew up together kind of thing and Yeah. 
um, I'm sure they all met and stuff. Yeah, and, it's like one week, you know, in the in the in the 2001 2000s, it's like one week Blink is on the cover of Rolling Stone. Next week could have been Linkin yeah, Park. Yeah, totally. Kind of yeah, thing. like they were definitely like they have the same fan base, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh it, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Well, well, uh, life moves on. Yeah. Um, well, and uh, there have been some some blink things happening. Yeah. Um. So right now, uh, they're often touring in Europe. Yes. Um. While they're doing that, though, John Feldman back here, uh, he was doing an AMA. Yeah, he just put out a new album, Mr. Feldman. Uh, yeah, actually, the Goldfinger album with uh, Travis Barker on it. I haven't heard that yet. Have you heard it? I haven't heard it yet. No. I, I should check that out. We should check it out. It's probably yeah. like pretty neat. You probably should for the for this thing. Yeah, and it'd be a good idea to see where John Feldman's at now, kind of songwriting wise. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit more time since California came out. Yeah, totally. Um, so the AMA, I sent it to you earlier today, and and you just wrote back something like uh, like fuck this or like <laughs> I was like, what? No. and I was kind of surprised. I was like, what do you what what what's wrong? Well, did you re- go through it at all? I did, I did, but and you said those scumbags. <laughs> I w- and I wasn't sure like what exactly you, I got, I think, are you trying to say like everyone, like every other person being like, why are there so many whoa, 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 yeah, yeah, in yeah. California? Everyone was just giving him shit about the things. There's maybe like one post. I do. I, Cause I feel like to. the first guy, the, 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 the highest one, I think someone said something that was like a critique, but he seemed like he was being nice about it. And Feldman like responded. No, did you not see that? Wasn't the first one upvoted. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Can, cut this out if you want but let yeah. me see reddit john <coughs> feldman uh ama we're at uh 25 okay cool uh the first one um okay who's the, who yeah maybe it's the, gone now but the, when i looked yeah like when i was looking the first one on there was like like whoa well no 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 no. why are you putting something and it would like put, fit it into like there was like the sentence like yeah this is getting old like why are you putting so many in there but they would like throw in nah, nah, nahs and whoa whoa whoa's like within the whole comment oh. and i was like i didn't Those see scumbag. that like I, yeah. i'm trying to see if i can find it it was on the the blink subreddit i mean uh, probably somebody that's listening to this now probably wrote that but <laughs> right. i was like gotta be shitting surely me. not one of our fans yeah i was kind of like <laughs> i was just like oh my god like give it a rest or just like why are you t- tacking this poor man like it was yeah like, uh yeah it was oh, like a, a lot of those like I, I was going through poor man more money than you're ever gonna make in your poor life poor man but just like him just like the guys wanting to talk about his new album and stuff yeah. and like producing and it's just every question is yeah. about blink and which is I can I can see that. That's what you get when you work with the gigantic project. But it was just like ever. It was almost like they everyone um, like let's go get them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a little antagonistic. A little bit. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he kind of wrote it off or whatever. But um, and he did respond to one of them. Like someone asked him, uh, you know, um, he said it's been clear to me since board the death drop that you have a lot of respect for blinks legacy and are a big fan of the great late Jerry Finn. Um, but it has some techniques or ideas that don't translate quite as great to us blink fans as you perhaps intended without attacking or saying it's all bad. I like to know how you aim to help Mark, Matt and Travis really flourish and make an organic developed creative blink record, which retaining their sing along roots and redefine, uh, refined sound. Um, and then in parentheses, that doesn't stray so far as to become unrecognizable. That's, and, that's what I remember being as the top comment. 
man. The one I, I, I swear, <laughs> like earlier today, I looked and it was like the first one was this other one. And maybe it got like taken off or something. or something. But uh, he did respond and he said that, like, you know, you can't, he didn't want to pretend that he's Jerry Finn, you know, kind of thing. And he influenced him a lot. Um, but yeah, like there was another one I saw too where someone was asking about why there's so, so many na na na's and whoa, whoa, whoa's. <laughs> and he said, like, well, I was a huge, oh, yeah. What is the deal with the overwhelming amount of whoa's and nah, nah, nahs and the new Blink songs? Legitimate question. And then he responded, I grew up on the Ramones and Pennywise and 80s and 90s punk rock. Mm. And I never really thought about it. It's just part of my influence. So when the guys would write a part, it felt natural and I never overthought it. My job is the producers to keep the band's vision in line. Blink are some of the best writers I've worked with and I love the album we made. Which is, I think, what we've said like in this podcast. <laughs> Where he's not the one telling them to do this, right? But if he like if it sounds good and, it, and they're doing it, he's gonna say, "Cool, let's do it." Right? Yeah, and yeah, uh, this kind of like dictatorial control. I think people think of. Um, I just yeah, it's not there. There's no way it's there because everyone in Blink makes more money than John Feldman. <laughs> I'm trying to find where the the other one I post by a. Here it is. It's it, now it's at it says 71 points on it. And it says, hey, Feldman. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What's up, buddy? Nah, 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 nah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just want to ask a question. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I can kind of chill and uh, can you kind of chill and oh, whoa, 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 please. Yeah, get imagine that for 28 songs straight. Like that wasn't one of the top comments for a did, while. Uh, did he respond? He didn't to respond that? to that. Mm. But I was like, those sons of bitches. Yeah. Like the, this other guy actually like did, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't, he just asked him like, you know, how do you do that? And not really like, he yeah, try to just, I don't know. It just frustrated me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's worthwhile. I mean, he talks a lot about producing and stuff on this and, um, and who's touring, who's going to be the drummer while they tour. And I don't know, working with Ace Wars for 311, I suppose and stuff. That was a big band in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Amber is the color of Oh, yes, who would be on the pop Whoa. punk uh, Rushmore, Mount Rushmore? Oh, yeah, I liked his answer to this. Wasn't it? Uh, let me guess. It was Mark Travis, Billy Joel, Billy Joe with the name misspelled. He used a Y instead of an IE, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Milo from that, Descendants. Yeah, that was it. Nice. That was, that's not bad. Mount not bad. Punk. Was, was it a pop punk Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can Pop see that. Pop Punk's Mount Rushmore. So I don't know, he did some good stuff, but it was just like that that one comment. I remember <laughs> it was just like, it must have got downloaded yeah. a bunch. But when I was looking at it earlier today, it was a number one. Yeah. Unless I had like my like settings on just my sort Reddit by sorted by or something. something weird or something. Yeah. But, well, well uh, uh, leaving that aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Blink isn't still on tour right now, correct? Um, I don't know. They might, they, I think they have, I think they announced that they're doing a couple, um, us dates and stuff. I've seen Travis on the, uh, the boat on his Instagram story. I've I've been following. So yeah. So, uh, he was on the queen Mary, which I wasn't sure if he was coming or going. (laughs) He must be leaving. Yeah. Cause it looks like their next show, they must be done in Europe. And so the next show they have is, uh, 31st of july in new york so oh awesome so that's, unless that was that's pretty soon probably uh unless that was part of the the lincoln park shows that got canceled yeah but the, yeah well uh um, i don't remember what dates those were if anyone had tickets to those show uh write in let us know is it still happening no it's not no, it's they not happening that, they announced that they are not doing it the bling way to new york date the bling, the lincoln park ones oh yeah the, no i i know those ones aren't happening oh okay but like 
if the New York, if that's one of those. I don't remember what day. I thought for some reason it was like September or August, but yeah. But yeah, it looks like they're actually playing. Yeah, in August they're playing a bunch of shows. Like they're playing like Lollapalooza, um, probably a lot of festival dates. But there's like a ton of stuff they still have going on, like all the way through September. Oh, cool! Like they're playing Life Is Beautiful in Vegas, um, which is usually like a big um, kind of EDM. Uh, oh, really? Type of festival. Oh, yes, it's a little bit of everything. It's nice. kind of a little Coachella kind of thing, but. For some reason, I always picture EDM there. Well, it's Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it sounds like Blink's doing a lot of touring. Yeah, they're never going to stop. Well, you know what that means, Ryan? What does that mean? It means there's going to be a lot of Instagrams of Travis <laughs> drumming. True. Yes. Travis is drumming, Ryan. Tra- uh, Travis that drumming. is the topic of the day. Yeah, uh, we haven't... We I feel like we go so hard on Matt... Or on Mark and Tom. Mm-hmm. We did the whole thing on a Matt. Yeah. And uh, we have not really dove into Travis that much. Yeah, we fucked up, guys. Like, We're sorry, Travis. Yeah. Also, like, we, we've really, really let, like, that side of blink slip or we always talk about it but we just never really like i don't know i think it gets overlooked in general and yeah. i think it's easy to even though I he's think the I, most popular member of blink you know i think what happens with travis is a lot of people myself included say wow travis he's so great at drums and that's it and <laughs> and just kind of like forget it and don't really think about it that much don't think about like i don't know i i feel like i take him for granted mm-hmm um, and I feel like sometimes I'm not necessarily like appreciating what he's doing in the songs he's in. So we're going to fix that today. Uh, I've came with a list of songs that, that I I've picked as sort of my, uh, my favorite Travis Barker performances and, and sort of like show the best of what I think, uh, Travis Barker is bringing to blink. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I got to list too. I kind of listed a bunch of songs, but like I can try to narrow them down. But yeah, I, I kind of, I guess I can talk a lot about a bunch of them as as a whole. You know, mm. Travis's journey through Blink. Yeah. So, so how I, do you want to go about this? Well, so I, I I narrowed my my list down to five. Um, I think I have let me see, one, two, three, four, five. I have about thirty songs here. <laughs> So but I, I, but I did about, put X's next to the best. Okay. <laughs> so what what I did is I basically I took a, I probably had about thirty songs in my playlist that I made, and mm-hmm. then I whittled those down to like like let's just do fucking five. <laughs> like I want like these are like those songs. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. deal. Um. So yeah. Well, one thing I mean I, before I guess we go through the songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we should kind of talk about like his Travis's style or whatever he's doing throughout each album or at least like during eras of albums kind of thing okay yeah i think would be an interesting way to go about it yeah because i have like um you know like he popped in the enema this this you know right before enema the state recorded you know kind of thing like some of those songs had already been written yeah i think about half of them yeah and like even there's a version of mutt with scott on it and stuff um but uh it's like he was is you can say I'd say for like this and even take off your pants. He's almost like, how can I take this song and make it like better? He's like servicing that song sort of thing. Yeah, and I think he brought a huge, um, he brought a huge element to Blink that that hadn't been there before, and that there was a strong sense of rhythm. I think even making it more complex than the songs actually are. Like the as far as like what- he had, yeah, like his his 
the way because he was varying it up so much and by the nature of having a fast song mm -hmm. just having a fast song with a lot of changes is going to sound really energetic and um really it like totally kicks kicks everything into like high gear and and is able to kind of also on the flip side bring it back down and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and when you simplify it, it you know it just really opens up a kind of like um whole realm of possibilities in the world of the the sense of energy you're bringing to a song yeah it's almost like um like imagine like a song like anthem kind of thing yeah like imagine how that would probably be like played by like a normal person like that's not an alien from another planet. Yeah. Terms. Okay. So I'm like, thinking the first, the first thing is da -na 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 -na. like, da -na -na -na. and then, yeah, just, you know, da it, the whole thing is, da -na -na. but then he's doing this like, yeah. And I think usually it'd be like this, like, like a, like a, like a, like a Trey cool, uh, you know, who are we? Are we? Yeah. 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 Like that would be, he's just like, <laughs> like this, like banging. Instead, he's like doing like this, like, um, like I don't know. That's just like an an example. I mm -hmm. would say, like where, like, you know, he's playing something so different than the guitar riff, and then, um, you know, co compared to I think how someone else would, and then it gets into like the punk stuff, and it like brings it right back to the punk. Yeah, you know, like just really, yeah, intense. Should we like? Like go through like the albums and if you have like a song from that, like talk about it or should we just sure, like, let's do that. Is that a good way to go about yeah. it? Or did you have like a, like number five? No, I didn't have a, oh, okay. I, there's not ranked. <laughs> well, do you have any, like any of their favorite songs for that? Like on the enema, let's say like enema. And there's a song. Pants there's and a song on enema. Okay. What song do you think it is? It's not Anthem. Um, I have one too from enema. Well, but. you have 30 songs. You, yeah, but no, but I, I have, I put little stars next to the, oh, my, how many songs, how many songs have stars to the five? Like you said, Oh, five. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what's your song? Well, okay. Wait, let me guess what your song is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think you're five. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I'm going to guess. I kind of tried to pick different stuff, like kind of like him doing different things throughout the eras. Like I, I almost tried yeah. to pick like a song from each era. What what I did with my list is I I was not at all paying attention to eras. Well, a, a little bit because I was gonna lean a bit heavy on the self titled, but I didn't want to go too much on that just because you know. But um, I it was more like songs that I thought like are really good examples of like what Travis brings to a song kind of thing. Okay. Um, that, that was my I like, there's like two that I, I could talk about from anima, but there's one in particular. So I'm going to guess all the small things. No. Uh, damn. Uh, all the small things. Really? I could see you picking that. Oh, the, well that, that, that bridge is pretty like a kind of neat thing. Yeah. But see. no, uh, what was it? Um, I actually have Adam's song on here. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was, that, that's an interesting choice. So, yeah. So I think what about that? It's one of the first ones where like Travis uses like his whole bag of tricks on, uh, in this song compared to the other songs in the album. I think, uh, I have like, this is what I have written. I says one of the first songs where Travis shines, like as far as like you can, he, like he's doing like, like he's not just like doing the punk beat right. or doing something else. Yeah. We, when we were talking about dude ranch, we talked about, um, untitled, which is I think the closest thing you could say to Adam's song in the in blink's career at this point this kind of slower song you know mm -hmm. and we we talked about i think we both kind of agreed the like scott i you liked it but we did kind of say scott had this like kind of like stumbling sound mm -hmm. when they were going slow like he was he he sounded like he was like what i don't know what to yeah, do yeah, like yeah, i yeah. need to go <laughs> back to the you know yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and travis comes with adam's song and it's like bam like it's it's like in there in a way that scott is and so different like yeah compared to anything else and it's like 
the drums are some of the most uh like i think is iconic as like the, the bridge is, the bridge especially i mean you have the piano going on but a lot of it bringing that energy is the snare roll that's just like the like and i like i kind of have like one of the first songs where travis really shines and a lot of the songs anima um are travis servicing the song and um here he's doing his own thing almost it's almost as if uh like i like i feel like this might not have been what like mark and like if mark wrote the sign or, yeah. or you know they say tom and mark like pictured the drums being like this the song i picked uh i could i feel the same way about and i do kind of i kind of agree with what you're saying as yeah, well yeah and he gets all the way around the drum like there's so many different fills and he uses the whole drum set it's weird it's easy to like think of these songs as just like well that's how they were always meant to sound <laughs> But I, I I think it's easy to, like we were saying earlier, take for granted what Travis is doing in these songs and how easily it could have just been something kind of boring. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Yeah, like a... Right, yeah, exactly. Like if anybody else was... Imagine that bridge. Imagine that bridge without that, like, really dynamic snare roll going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just like this, like the fills that's going on during the verses. Like, that's... Like yeah, that's like that would usually just be a part of like a basic beat someone's doing, but instead he's like using the whole drum set to like ding ding, ding right. just like weird symbols right. and. So uh, do you want to do you want to take a stab at the song that I picked? Um, I don't know. I want to pick like I'll pick another one that's on my list. That's like that was part of that. Do you, do you have another song on Enema? I do, but it this isn't for the this isn't the starred one. This okay, is just this like is this is honorable part of the honorable mention. Right. Okay. I have uh, Mutt on there. Is that what you picked? It's not. Um, um, that was a. That's on my playlist as well. Yeah. Um, just because I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting to kind of compare it to how Scott handled it. Mm-hmm. I don't think though, uh, it was quite as exciting as what Travis did on the song I picked. Hey, okay, what'd you pick? Dysentery Gary. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you want to talk about something you don't expect? Um, the riff that you start out with, Dysentery Gary, is dope and <laughs> but it couldn't be more straightforward pop punk you know it's just like immediately just hear the scott you know but what travis does is he has like this weird like it's definitely like a hip-hop influence beat played like a punk song like it's punk you know like um it's like this off kilter kind of thing that you're not expecting and the way he's kind of hitting the snare is almost like this um he, like, he does these like raggy like fills like you know the bump, you know you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Da, 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 you know which mm-hmm. is the kind of fill you'd hear in a raggy song but the whole time he's playing a punk and it, <laughs> I I just feel like the whole thing it's like really establishing like him as a drummer and just so bonkers as far as like how a pop punk song is supposed to be played and how it was played up until that point yeah, yeah you yeah. know like the there's at no point that he's really just busting into like a typical like pata, 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 pata. you know it even has like kind of like that hip hop beat you know and the bridge you know when Mark comes in like use away the problems in the yeah, brain yeah. you know like and that's I think the first kind of influence of Blink having like a hip hop sound in one of their that's songs interesting. right yeah that's an interesting choice huh yeah I can see that then like picturing it in my head it's or listening to it in my head I'm like whoa. I, I the reason why I had like mutt was just like that intro and a yeah, lot of a lot of my cool favorite one. ones I post put down here because Travis is such like a showy drummer I picked a lot of songs that are like his like not showy drummers drumming stuff. yeah there's definitely I think um well I think that's something to be said about Travis in general is he's an incredible 
drummer and the way he plays is he's not always afraid to show that um but he's also not he's not like a yingve malmsteam kind of guy like he'll play a song like i miss you mm-hmm. like you know oh my god there is no quicker way um to my heart as like a musician i love and then someone who is incredibly like capable and knows what they're doing and chooses to do th- something like very simple like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know like i love that kind of shit yeah totally yeah that's why i was that's why i think a lot of the stuff i chose is kind of like that yeah so okay so enema like right away he's bringing some like pretty intense things there are they've already made our top fives um one song on mine and so that's just one song on yours that's got starred Yes, um, yeah, I, I ended up having like three of the songs, but <laughs> just one of them starred. So, <laughs> well, so you had Mutt, Adam Song. What was the other one that Anthem? Anthem. Oh, right. Okay, we are. Yeah. So, and yeah, no, I agree. That's you know, I think all these songs are something to be said. Yeah, everything's pretty cool. Um, so, so then take off your pants and jacket does change a bit. Uh, you know, their sound, they always refer to that as like their transition album. I almost think in that one though, he there's a lot of like rocking going on, but yeah. I think he's almost brings it back a little, a tiny bit. Is it you can can you hear that too? Uh, It matters what it is. Like I kind of have. I don't. I have any starred from Take Off Your Pants and Jacket on here. I don't either. One was so close to making it. It was lot. It was just like made it. It was tough to make this cut. I felt really bad doing it. Which one was that? Roller coaster. Okay. Um. And let me just quickly sing the praise of roller coaster. Go ahead. It comes in. Uh. It's easy to like. Uh. I. I. I didn't really like. If you had asked me about it, I wouldn't have told you this was in the song until we did, went back and like listened to the drums and stuff and tried to pick out some cool shit. But it starts out, there's like this crazy like drum little fill that's like just starts out the song, mm-hmm. uh, like with this weird riff that I forgot was there. <laughs> and that's just like such a bizarre way to start the song. It has this cool like stumbling energy. Um, he, he basically, like the way he plays the chorus in that song sounds like a fill. But mm-hmm. it's like a um, it's like a Ringo Starr fill where it's like every like the drum sounds are just like it's the right drums at the right time <laughs> and it's just like oh those are the things you need to be playing in that yeah, song yeah, yeah. you know what I mean to like to just make the song go and um, then it also we have in the bridge a hip hop breakdown that is like kind of um, I ended up taking it off because I think it was the kind of thing they ended up doing doing better in the self titled era mm. but it's kind of the first thing of that where you have this like kind of distorted drum set from far away. And really treating percussion as an interesting, you know, doing something different with it in the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like like a couple of my honorable mentions. Like, it's funny. I actually put first date on here because I think it is one of the most memorable parts of the song. And like, first date's not one of my favorite Blink songs, but I feel like the drums in first date have become the default electronic drums pop punk drums pop punk drums like Kyle that from socal and logic yeah like he is that is yeah. first date drums. i think i think the drum setting is called or uh, like socal the half pipe yeah, yeah half the pipe. drum set socal <laughs> like that is it like first date is be, is almost like like those that's, drums that's, on that <laughs> yeah like like that is it like i said probably the most memorable part of the song has uh become the default of the garage band fills uh it's most of the take off your pants and jacket is like the default for pop punk drumming i feel like like it almost yeah. well, not even that's the default but it like that is pop punk drumming is like the take off your pants um and i also have on here like it didn't make my top five but i have rock show on here that travis like almost drums to the lyrics of the song. Like she said, what? Like, you know, 
yeah. and it like do 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 like it's like it's kind of yeah. it's just an interesting thing well like, and that's and that's something that travis pretty much always does um again to his credit as someone who's so gifted and really could just be shredding if they wanted to he's really playing what is best for the song mm-hmm. you know pretty much all the time if, if you ask yourself i think um what's so what must be so cool about writing songs in blink is like i feel like if you were to ask yourself as a songwriter um god what would be the dopest drum track to be in this song it would <laughs> yeah. be what travis barker lays down you know, like a song like I Miss You, um, a drummer might be like, oh, yeah, let me fucking time to shine, you know, and mm-hmm. just like, but, you know, going nuts. But a songwriter would probably want exactly what Travis Barker did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah just yeah. like this great thing that like grounds everything. Yeah. Of. It's pretty in- in- interesting, like hearing it, like, because it's just been a while, like, um, like people like my brother probably like always listening to like the Travis like drumming and the songs. And it's been a while since I like focused on that. Cause like, uh, like I feel like in the last few years of listening to Blink, it's like things I'm focusing on are like stuff like um, like harmonies and yeah and things and just trying to come up with bigger understandings of what songs are about and stuff like that or like like oh how do they do that guitar thing, but uh, now like it's just, it's it, it's an interesting exercise to go back like this and for sure like listen to the drums and and on rock show in particular he's like. It's like every hit is almost following marks. Yeah, vocals. that's really crazy. You say that. Like, so, I, I didn't really think about that, but yeah, you're totally right. That's, yeah. that's really neat. <laughs> it's really cool. It's and, really and that's again like a Ringo Starr kind of thing. I yeah, feel kind like, of it. He's yeah. just kind of, I mean, it's better than Ringo Starr, you know, that would have been. <laughs> but it's the same, you know, idea, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. If Travis was in like the Beatles, I think it would have been. The Beatles like, would have been better. No, I think it would have been like Ringo still. Like I think it like his or something. Like it would have been like I don't know. Like I he, think they would have been better if, <laughs> if they been better. T- <laughs> There's no way if that Travis got in a time machine, went back in time, no, somehow think, killed Ringo Starr and took his place as the Beatles. <laughs> no, I think it would it would, would still be, be Ringo Starr. Like I think it you would, think he would he would choose to play it exactly the same because that's <laughs> just the right notes. Like yeah, right even, say if Ringo didn't exist, yeah. This is not like Travis is like, I'm going to be Ringo Starr. Right. It was like, he is Ringo Starr. It was still would have been Ringo's drumming. Yeah. <laughs> like, because he's, fu- he's like perfect at, you know, yeah. like, giving what the song needs. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think it would have been uh similar, but I think you, you might've had a little bit more like maybe a little bit, a little more snare rolls. Yeah. <laughs> there have been like a few extra things. A there. day in the life would have ended with like a mili- uh, like a <laughs> snare fade out, like snow, a marching like, band, like freaking Yeah. Uh, uh, ring off, whatever. <laughs> so, speaking of marching bands, after take off your pants and jacket, yeah. <laughs> they do boxcar racer. Yeah. Did you have anything in here on, on um, your list? The only one that's made my top uh, one is probably my favorite song off Boxcar Racer is Cat Like Thief, I think. So, Cat Like Thief, huh? Yeah. And I know it's huh. like a really, like the same beat the whole kind of time on it, but yeah. like it's the drums are sort of like the forefront of that song for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's just one of my favorites. I think like, I wish Tom would write more songs like this. It's sort of like broken down and I don't know. It just kind of like, there's not, it's not really showy that song. And that's what I like about it. And there's not really a lot of, I mean, there's songs on boxcar somewhat like it, but, um, that's cool. Oh, that's just one. I that's just the first one that came to my mind. I have uh, I have two songs actually of the five. Oh, I have two on Boxcar Racer, and uh, listeners of the show might know I'm not 
particularly that hot on the album. I, I don't dislike it or anything, but I know it's blasphemy. I know. Yeah. I know some people think it's like super great and I, I think it's good, but, um, You're wrong. There's two songs though. I think where <laughs> Travis Barker is like fucked up. Good. I have, a, I have another one I listed, but the color thief was starred. But. Well, so I'll see if it's one of these. So I'll say that I think, um, you know, Travis, if you, if you think of like his strengths as a drummer, um, you know, it's what he's bringing to us, the song and his style being this kind of hip hop punk kind of fusion thing going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he really uh, evolved into a, a distinct style around this time. I think so, too. Like the the Boxcar Racer album and the Untitled, I think, is where he really, you know, if he was a little if if Dysentery Gary, if that kind of like that beat was a little unusual and he was starting to sound like, wow, that's a little different feel for a pop punk song. By these albums, I think it's like unmistakable who this drummer is, and he's really established just a, a kind of bizarre sound for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one, I think, is, is, a, is probably the best example of that. Like, this is a song no one else would have played it this way. You know, th- this song could not sound more different. I bet if you give it to any other drummer, and that's um, there is. Mm-hmm. Where it's just a fucking drum roll the whole time, yeah, yeah. like a snare roll. Uh, you know, no one, no one would do that. You know, it seemed like in all those behind the scenes videos of like around this time with Travis, he was always on a, a pad doing the uh, like the drum rolls, practicing, like, just always doing it. Yeah, just, just, just constantly. Like it was like, in every video, every like backstage just like the Instagrams. Thing. Yeah, he's just always. Yeah, that's just him. I think he's just always playing drums, and it just—he was just doing that a lot, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, like, uh, is that so? This is one that's on your no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I agree. I, I think that's on my like Spotify playlist, but it's not on my. But, I mean, like, who notes. else would decide to just do like only uh, a snare roll and have it sound like good? You know, it's not just a lot of bands when they go to snare roll territory, it sounds like um, a little pompous, a little cheesy, and it's. I don't know, just kind of like parade, but Travis Parker like can like bring it in and like rain it down and do a lot of like variations within his roles. And yeah, it, yeah, it sounds just like on a snare. It's, it's crazy. so, it, yeah, it doesn't need anything more. Like it's this full sound. Um, at it, but at the same time, it sounds kind of, it's like echoing like the nakedness of Tom and his guitar. You know, they're mm-hmm. both of these sounds are so like kind of wimpy in a way and like an endearing kind of, uh, I don't know, endearing way, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, that, it's true. That's a that's a interesting. It's really interesting. The thing why I like cut like thief so much is it sounds like, um, like Travis had this beat or he's doing that beat and then Tom's it's a song following it. Yeah, cat like, like thief sounds like a song that that uh, could not have happened without Travis. Yeah, and that's why I think I like that so much. And it's just like such a good like just yeah, like it just like so good. I don't know why. I just love that. Like it's different and um. Just really cool symbol hits with that. The other the other song I have on here, like it's not starred, but um, the end with you has like a part toward the bridge huh. where it almost, or even the whole song, he yeah. sounds like he's drumming on a toy drum set. Yeah, and it, that's just I love that sound. Yeah, that's something I have. It's like a cool. Right now. Yeah, uh, like, there's a really cool uh, compression on the drums in that song. Yeah, so that's one that I feel like they kind of like indulge in a little bit of their Jimmy influences, maybe mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, Jimmy would do stuff like that. So, and like watch the world as well as a little Jimmy ish. Yeah, and watch the world to end with you. I don't know for some reason those sound like less clarity. The same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so my song um, that I I think might be what was the other one. Uh, my one that I I think I like this more than there is. Mm. Um, 
and I, man, I think Travis is fucking badass in this song. It's I Feel So. Mm. Uh, when you think about the intro to that song, like the riff, it's a, it's the drums. Like all the, the guitar is just like, wow. <laughs> and then it's like, dun, 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 yeah, and he's dun, just dun, like, dun, dun. yeah. And, and so not only is it like grounding this just like craziness that, that Tom's doing on the guitar and making it sound badass and, and propelling the song forward, but the beat he's playing is anticipating the riff that Tom's about to play on the guitar, where he's like, so like Travis, he's hitting the snare like, yeah, 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 that's cool. And then so when it comes in, it's like you're like ready for it, and it's like something you're like, yeah, like you're just like already like I'm in it, I'm I'm expecting this, and. And, and it, it cuts out. Yeah, and then it then when that finally does cut out and and it's just like but that's the and and having that be, you know, if the guitar just did that, it'd sound kind of neat, but having the drums do that and having it do that for the first time that it just like locks out of this groove, it really gives the whole sense that like when I listen to the song, I imagine like um one of those like zero gravity things. It's like it's like <laughs> That's like the moment they like hit like zero gravity and then like snaps back into it or yeah, something. It was like the little trap and um Guardians 2 in the forest with the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. With the... <laughs> was it with, like, rock, Rocket? Yeah, he set the, off those grenades. Yeah, and they, like, like and they, like, shot out in the air. <laughs> <laughs> or another sci-fi thing, the grenades in uh, Attack of the Clones that uh, dropped off by the Slave 1. Mm. That uh, mm. Obi-Wan's trying to escape in the, the minefield. Or the, yeah. Not minefield, the, the asteroid field. Yeah. Star Wars is cool. Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's one of the coolest like moments in the the Blink diaspora, if you want to, I don't know what you'd consider it. but uh, It was cool. I love that song. I used it in a, a documentary I did in high school for an English class. It was the intro with the credit song. What was the documentary about? It was called Racism Today. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a really... It's not good. <laughs> that's, that's a it bold was, choice. Yeah, well, it was... Uh, we were reading Huck Finn, and we had to do... Um, Oh a man, this, this a theme from fighting. Huck Finn. I yeah, it is a theme from Huck it, Finn. Hard issues. <laughs> it was, but basically, what I did is just like ask people around the school and teachers about. And the thing that sucks about hey, it, got you, got you talking about it. That's what's important. It was shown to like all like the whole like she loved it. Like it was like the the, the class thing that everyone loved. Oh wow, or like the teacher loved it. But looking back on it now, um, uh, there's like too many jokes in it. <laughs> yeah. Like there's too many jokes with like um, there's like too much of a sense of like levity maybe to like, well there's like serious stuff right and then there's like a part where like I have like somebody being like like I don't know like a redneck kind of thing and it's just like it's like a joke it's supposed to be like a, like funny but you're also like this is like you know he's supposed to be bad kind of thing right but it's like done it's it's not good but it's like at the time it Ryan, was, I, I wouldn't it was you know there's a lot of things that used to seem like a joke that are now horrifying yeah so. <laughs> but it, it did really it, people i i used boxcar throughout the whole thing i think or yeah. boxcar and self-titled blink songs yeah. as the music like i used breaks like it would cut uh, yeah. in like their little uh little interludes and stuff yeah so, yeah it's the dark shit yeah it was um yeah don't don't watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it after this. <laughs> so so that's all I have to say about there is um like I said, I just I I really think, you know, just that's that's a song that that maybe is the first one where I'd say, you know, that's a genius. Like that's 
that's really? insane what he does in that song. Like, yeah. like and, and you know, just think about you know, like anticipating the riff in that kind of way, but at, like, at the like same that, time, yeah. like just creating this like driving beat over this noise. You know, like it gives the whole song like this sense of menace and. And then, yeah, when it breaks out to when Tom busts at the acoustic guitar, that makes the acoustic guitar and Tom just sound like so alone mm-hmm. and out of there and, and explodes. Huge, yeah, just like this huge ex- explosion, you know, and, and even just the difference between the beat, you know, dun, 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 and the chorus, you know, pump. And he does the same too, like you were saying on the rock show, just kind of following the vocals. Yeah, it's interesting. You know? It's a it's a like an incredible I think performance by him. Oh, totally. Uh, so after Boxcar Racer, they had a bit of a slump. Um, they had this like fucking self titled album that Bullshit. didn't really go anywhere. I think most people kind of agree was like, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of a failure both artistically and commercially. Yeah. So we'll terrible. go ahead and skip that and really get into the meat of the conversation. <laughs> neighborhoods. Today. I was gonna say dogs eating dogs. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, neighborhoods and dogs. Eat- okay, yeah. So the self titled album. Um, Classic. Damn, it's good. Uh, I imagine you have a song or two. Um, I have two. Um, the thing is, actually, the whole, um, I have like the whole. I guess the whole album as a whole. I kind of have that. Uh, this is. I guess you had more that Travis was like breaking through with the boxcar stuff. Yeah. I kind of have it like this is like his like breakthrough kind of thing. Okay. Where he like basically yeah, discovered. Yeah, I have it. I have it. I agree. This is Tom's breakthrough. I because I don't think it was boxcar racer, but I think Travis had his breakthrough at boxcar. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, because like yeah, so I kind of have it. As, I was more focused on I think I think on this album. Like I I was saying that. Uh, um. I, I, there's two songs I have listed on here as my favorites. I don't know if they're the best, but um, one of them is like it, just interesting. There's no such thing it. as the best. True. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through a few of them on here, but I have like um, like feeling this. I you know I think Travis really breaks through something, something oh. different on this. Oh my god! I mean, everyone um, does. I I I I actually had this on my list, and then I actually just took it off because. Uh, I think I've said before it's my favorite song and there just wasn't really anything else I had to say about it. Like I kind of want to like give this honorable mention just so far as like, I feel like it blows anything else out of the water (laughs) just as far as anything Blink has done. So (laughs) in that regard, I mean, it's just fucking incredible. Another example of like, no one would have played it like that. Well, it's like, I have like, this is kind of a group grouping of songs, but it's like stuff like violence, Stockholm syndrome, go. Like I said, the drums on these songs and mostly the whole album almost have their own personality. Like Travis is always like this great drummer, but as far as like the blink trio, like I feel like this is when it became a separate thing. Like these songs and or the, this album in particular, where it's like a whole beast in itself. And mm. I have the drum. This is just like my poeticness, I guess, coming through here. It's like the drums have their own personality in the so- in songs like this. Almost all the drums are fighting with the rest of the band. You can hear the battle and the musical fusion, and everybody yeah. is fighting to be heard. Like yeah. every part of the <laughs> like that's what I have written down for Travis on what's a what's a song you think where everyone's trying to be heard? Stockholm syndrome. Go. Just like all those, like violence, like Stockholm, it's like almost like there's just like this battle happening where, and that's probably what's going on in the band in a way too. Is like almost everyone is just fighting. Like, and, but the thing is, it wasn't like it was just working perfectly. Like it was like this perfect battle happening. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, but the two that I have as my favorites, I guess, that are on my list, 
One's a surprise, I think, but I have Easy Target on here because I think that's that fill, that, that beginning. Like, that's just so cool. Yeah, that's, and that's also like very Travis, very like snare rolly, that kind of thing he does so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just love that. And it's always going in, then how that goes into all of this is so cool. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's a. That should be an easy target slash all of this should yeah. be like the thing. Yeah. But I think like that was, I think the song, cause you know that this album was so new and so like what the hell is going on. But I think like once I got to easy target, like I figured it out. Like I fig- like the, like the figured out the album yeah. like by then. It's cool how, um, all, all of this, like it's neat how the drums exactly match the guitars rhythm, you know, it's like, and the drums like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that is different. Yeah, it's uh, I have one other one. Do you, do you want to go off one that you had on here? Uh, or? yeah, yeah, I'll go. Uh, obvious. Okay. Uh, I have that. I That's think a good one. This is something that Travis has in his his bag of tricks. Is this like John Bonham Led Zeppelin thing? And uh, I wanted to. I mentioned this because I liked it a lot in Obvious, and it's also something that I want to see more of. And I mm. want to, you know, um, he talked about I think in the pamphlet that came with that album how he was going for a John Bonham uh, like when the levee breaks type sound. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was for this song. I think it was though. And regardless, I think it's there for sure. Cool. Um, and it's another example of like this song that kind of like it, he he kind of dictates the energy of the song you know that 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 riff is like pretty heavy and pounding on the guitar um you know like and that whole time like he's playing this kind of like slow like when the levy breaks like you know what i mean like this pounding thing and it really is like taking us time with it and making it more like this just like menacing like yeah freight train kind of rolling towards you rather than like a you know this frenetic thing going yeah on. almost like everything leading up to this everything was so like on point like kind of like the like what he's hitting yeah and like every just thing has such like a purpose yeah but almost on this album he almost lets it loose a little bit like he lets his arms kind of flail a little bit yeah but even though everything is so like in particular regimented yeah. but it is it has a certain sound to it and maybe it's the production that gives it this it is one washed. too where he's like there's huge variance in you know we like just like there is in mark and tom's playing on the guitar and bass, there's huge variance in what Travis is doing on drums. I mean, there's songs like this where he's just really indulging in this like, uh, almost like roots rock, just explosive pounding kind of drums. Um, one thing I do want to say real quick is the, I love too how that contrast with the outro, how he kind of like picks up the pace then. And it, yeah. it does like, it makes that more impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so you have songs like that and then you also have songs like I miss you and all of this where he's doing something completely different. And then something like violence where he's doing something completely different. And so there's this like an, and the fallen interlude. So that there's this incredible range and in just like what Travis is bringing to the table here, just like everyone else is. Um, that's pretty awesome. So yeah. I have one more song. Um, actually, it's the last song on on my list. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, this is this it's the fifth one. Um, you know, there's it was a tough decision. Trust me. <laughs> um, but uh, before I say that, did you have anything else on the, on the I, album? I have one more song off there too, and maybe we have the same one. Is it uh, Lost Without You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. I do. Yeah. Why did you pick this, Ryan? Um, I have on here, um, probably the, this is what I wrote down in my 
you know, crazy train of thought. I said, probably the most subdued and basic drum beat in any Blink song. At least that first part. So the drum beat you and hear... And at the beginning? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like... Yeah, and I said, it's probably the drum beat you'd hear any band do. And you're like, why are you choosing this? If this is a drum yeah. beat any band would do. Like, um, but it keeps ramping up and getting more and complex and louder. Like, it's one of yeah. the first songs... Like, the song does in general. I think the song, uh, the intro to that song, like, where it's just the piano, like, bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom singing... I think his hands down like the weakest part of the album, and really, I would have lopped that intro off. But I feel like the song in general, like it starts out with like, uh, it does make up for it because I, I feel like it comes in. It's a little like, at the best, I think you'd say it's a little overly earnest and like kind of naked out there, and mm-hmm. it, it just the whole song in general builds and builds and builds, and and nothing really changes. Like Tom is pretty much, you know, he's not like screaming at the end like he does, you know, like he's still just kind of like, I will go, but just keep more, more voices keep piling up over him. More guitars keep layering up, more drums keep piling up. Um, and yeah, the way he, Travis plays, it starts out with this kind of simple beat, but that it does just kind of like get bigger and more intense and explain. Yeah. You're probably, I yeah. assume you have more to say. Well, I, I just wanna- have like, it just louder, more complex. Um, and yeah, and then it says, uh, and then he has a drum solo at the end of it. And, it, and I said, in a way, this could have been the perfect ending to Blink if it ended here. And I said, kind of like Ringo solo in the song, the end on Abbey Road. Like if that yeah. was the, uh, that in a theory, that was well, the last my, Blink song. For my high school tenure, when I assumed it was the last Blink song, uh, I was happy with that being, I mean, I wasn't happy, but, <laughs> but it seemed like a fitting, uh, a fitting end, I guess. Yeah. The only thing it didn't, it missed was like a, some mark, I guess, but it was still like, I don't know. It was like, it's just like, it's, it's one that you th- wouldn't think I would choose, but um, just going back and listening to the just drums, it's just, you're right. Like every song on this album is like different drum wise, at least. And, um, and this is just one where you're like, wow, Travis, you know, he can play quiet. Like, <laughs> like going back, if you listen to like, I don't know. It, it, there's not a lot of songs where it's like the drums are quiet on the Blink song. Like some, it's either they're like in front or on top of like hitting every beat that he, yeah. that the band is doing. But this is just one where it's just, you know, ding, ding, and right. I don't know, something about that just, oh, I don't know, just captures, just works. Well, cool. and there's the the kind of the thing with the song too is the the drum solo at the end is too drum sets being played at the same time mm. um which is something that's just like fucking bonkers i think around like 340 is when the second drum track starts to fade in and um if, if you listen to it like you know nice headphones it's really just mind-blowing like it's it's real neat um a lot of this credit i think goes to jerry finn making this moment happen because i can't imagine it you know it's hard enough to mix one set of drums and mixing two um you, you can really like tell it start to fade in if you're if you're listening to it and it's you know the rest by the end of this like a lot of the song goes on when there's just two drum sets playing and it's it's really cool how he's kind of playing slightly different things on these two drum sets and kind of freewheeling it and like 
uh, I don't know, it gives the song a lot of energy to mm-hmm. it. And then, yeah, by the end when it when everything fades out and you hear just those, like the way it's mixed is basically having one drum set kind of, I mean, from best I can tell, it, it sounds like it's basically kind of one drum set is on the right channel mm-hmm. and one drum set's on the left channel. So you really can hear just kind of everything that's going on on these two different kits. And like he's playing different things. Like he's not just, it's not just to get a cool stereo effect. Like there's kind of like more like polyrhythms, kind of like talking head style kind of things going on. Yeah. That it's just really next level um, songwriting and, you know, kind of studio craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Beatles shit, you know, like yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it, it, it kind of, you know, music to me doesn't get better than moments like that. You know, that's, um, that's Travis's moment. You know, if, 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 if Blink on the self-titled had, Mark and Travis or Mark and Tom had their like vocals at the end of feeling this, you know, this is his moment for that. You know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like it's, it's cool. It's a good one to look back on because it's not one I revisit that often, but like, it's a really good pleasant. Surprise. I think this song is like his time to shine mm-hmm. for me. I mean, for me, this is his song. That's cool. Yeah. It's, I'm just thinking about right now, even like the little, I think it's like second verse and that, my room. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's like a nice synth, really cool, like just nice sounding synthesizer. Yeah. That's comes from just like the sound is nice. You know, the program, Jerry Finn made, I assume that was him made a nice sounding synth. Yeah. I remember that being a song like, or a lot of most of this album, I had a, uh, like a, girlfriend way back like not too long after this came out that like didn't like said she hated blink 182 like wasn't into it but like i got her made her a fan with this album and songs like this you know because it's just like no you understand you don't understand i'm lost without you yeah (laughs) um but yeah i mean i i have a couple more like yeah yeah i don't i'm not like four but i don't have any i have have notes on songs in neighborhoods and i think i only marked one of them down here Um, after midnight i'm guessing um, if you don't, I have do. A, I do okay. have. A Thank tonight. God. All right, but <laughs> I well, I have another that, one. That's too. one that almost made my list. I mean, that's a great fucking song. Yeah, and and he killed it. Well, I have like I have neighborhoods trying. Travis is trying his hardest to like save these songs, basically, <laughs> um, and make them work. And so he's really flashy on this album. I feel like he is. And he, uh, he was never this. He's. Yeah, he'd never, I think, before or since has been this flashy. Yeah, and uh, so like I have After Midnight, like I said, these guys are following Travis's lead on this one. He's a star of the show with this beat, and um, um, and I love that hit uh, in the break before the verses, which is like, what is it? Uh, it's like a weird, um, just like echoey hit that happens. I just like so cool, I yeah. think, in that song. Um, I have, this is kind of, uh, this is a, and I also have another one. This is like an honorable mention. But it's a kind of what if you can guess what it is. This is kind of a On controversial, yeah. So you, not not after midnight. Uh, after midnight was it? Okay, yeah, so it was another one. Uh, up all night. Uh, no, that was kind of neat. That's, that is neat. Yeah. Uh, let me guess one more kaleidoscope. I don't know. Even though I do like, all the right, I don't know what it would be. Um, I have. <laughs> uh, this is maybe just like the way the song is, but I have. Love is dangerous on here. Oh God, because because of the because we like the verse part, and you're like I've had it, or like because that just like we don't Blink doesn't have any other song that set, starts yeah, like that. Yeah. That like just drums. It's it's kind of like a basic kind of thing. It's like this it's alternative like a, yeah, rock strokes. Franz Ferdinand. I don't know. I just like that is just cool, and it's just like shows you Travis can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um. 
and uh fighting the gravity kind even of though we just hate that so- like song but it's just yeah for some reason that intro and that beginning and the way the guitars and stuff are like it just i don't know i almost w- want blink to write a good song that's like that like, yeah <laughs> You should uh, tell him, Ryan. Yeah. Good. Hey, Mark, why don't you write a good song instead like that? <laughs> um, and I, I actually have I have one song and on uh, from California on here actually too. Anything from dogs eating dogs? Um, no. I never. I didn't actually in my research really kind of revisit some dogs mm. eating dogs. Did you? Have uh, any kind of were there? I, I didn't, but out? but I. I I mean, I, I know those songs really well, and I, I knew that they weren't going to kind of make where I'm at. Because I feel like uh, Neighborhoods, Dogs, Eating Dogs, both of them, you know, their songwriting wasn't really up to par. And I think Travis, um, you could say the same thing for him. I don't think his songwriting abilities were up to, you know, were, were really, like, up to the task. Like, I don't think he was doing the kind of, like, um, things and they were just bizarre services to the song, like, I Miss You. Um I think though he was at an incredible place technically and still getting better and better. And so a lot of his performances in that are really fun to listen to, I think. And they do kind of save a lot of those songs. You're like, you're saying, because at the very least, um, they, they're kind of interested in listening to the drums, like hearts all gone, I think would be, um, almost like, I think I'd listen to it once and never hear it again. If it weren't for Travis having some really cool drums going on, they're yeah, just fun I, to listen to. I have that on here as like a kind of an honorable mention. I yeah. said, it sounds almost like the drums are sped up. They're so fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I think neighborhoods, if, if I were like a drummer and if I were like trying to listen to just like something that's secondly, technically good and maybe learn some like skills you know in the same way if i were a guitarist maybe put on like a dream theater album or something (laughs) i could see like putting on this album as like a this neighborhood's just like there's some crazy drum beats that are in there and uh fills and that he does that are just really like mind-blowing like how he does them yeah 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 uh it's it's it is it's a great drumming record i think you can just it's just not necessarily like I don't know, like genius. I don't think the songs are really there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the Yingwei Malmsteen kind of deal where mm. it's a lot. Of <laughs> uh, but so so California, I think does um, step back. I, I think California is where he's. I, I'm really excited for this. I I know I didn't pick anything for here either, um, but I think he's doing a really good job of incorporating the just insane level of technical ability brought with neighborhoods, but also keeping it grounded. So yeah, and servicing yeah. what needs to be for the song. Exactly. I mean, their songs like cynical and bored to death. Um, just, I mean, just literally the first couple songs on the album and they're so, uh, you know, both technically interesting and exactly what the song needs. Yeah. 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 And, and only Travis could do, you know, the snares and, and bored to death. And that outro is kind of like what lost without you was a little bit to a less like extreme mm-hmm. extent. Yeah, the only one I have on here, I mean, I have like little notes on other ones, but um, one that I just love is uh, Kings of the Weekend on Travis mm. Drums. It's a little bit like an after midnight beat. Um, A little bit. And it just the thing is, is like, I just love. Uh, is this starred? It, it is one that's starred, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, so I, what were your five real quick, just to, to recap? I might have I might have done six, but let me see. Adam Song. I'll say mine while you're getting that real quick. So okay. mine was uh, Obvious, uh, There Is. Lost Without You, Dysentery Gary, and I Feel So. I guess I actually have six that are starred. 
Oh, so. uh, I do. I do want to say. Um, I did forget. I do have an honorable mention. It's can the drummer get some his <laughs> his uh, off his solo album, um, which I don't think is like maybe a songwriter thing. I don't know if it's really like something I go back to. All I the time. go back to, but that. I I think that album has a definite sense of fun about it. You could tell everyone was having a fun time making it, and it sounds weird and nothing else. Like it's very Travis Barker, <laughs> and uh, the song in particular, can the drummer get some? I think is like. The, like a cool. really good example of of that, and just it's a fun sounding song for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a really cool one. Yeah, the the last. Yeah, I don't know. At first, uh, Kings of the Weekend. I just love those like breaks in the song. You know, like yeah. after the choruses, and it just has such a big sound to it. Like he has like kind of the after midnight kind of thing going on in points, but then it just has like these huge, just like yeah, you know, big things. The way the way I think I was talking about, um, I feel so he he kind of drives the song in this one. Yeah, I I, I it's one of my it's become one of my favorite new blend. It's songs. such a good, it is a it's a really good one. W- wasn't that the one that when we were watching them live, you were like. It clicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said like, exactly it was like the moment where Matt was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like toward the end of the set where I was just like, like it was like five, like, oh, for some reason, like the show just like clicked with me. I don't know. Right there. Is that where you had your I don't know. That's just one of their, their best. Beer. That's one of their new, uh, like one of their best like new live songs, I think. Oh, that for comes, sure. That really translates. It has well like live. I feel like live. It has like a Jimmy circa like bleed American vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love it. I yeah, love that song. Yeah, but it's awesome. That's kind of. I mean, I have other notes of stuff. Anything but. from the California um, uh, remaster or, or uh, special edition? I had six eight was one that I I thought was like a yeah, really cool song. That and, is a really cool. You know, I he really brought like the thing with six eight um, is that you know it's it's essentially a deviation of three four time, which is uh, three quarter notes and it's waltz, you know, it's like one, two, three, one, two, three. So six, eight is like one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three. And he really leans into the, like the waltz feel yeah. kind of thing. And, and that adds to the whole, like, we, like one of the things we talked about that song is how it, it's like adapting new circumstances. And Mark uses the metaphor of rushing rivers and mm-hmm. this, like, things are changing. So these rolling drums that don't ever have like a firm, like, end to them really mm-hmm. helps kind of uh, like uh bring that whole like thing home musically which is something i think is really cool that, w- that was a song i had on my list of five for a while but i ended up cutting out yeah i just have um like just like small notes on a couple of them like i have like cynical just it sounds like home that yeah. song that's what i have home fucking dope ass <laughs> uh, hug uh, left alone. I just have so big. Like, yeah, it's yeah. so big. Um, no, don't don't bring that here. <laughs> uh, San Diego. I said one of my favorites, and I think his drumming service the song so well. I think it's just like that song as a whole like, comes together for me. Um, and for the deluxe, um, even though I'm, I'm not a big fan of Ham, hey, sorry. I says like this is one where Travis is doing like every trick yeah. he has, like yeah. out of the book with that song. It's kind of like a neighborhoods one for me, where he's like. That song is a little. I think there's great ideas in that song that I hope they kind of go back to actually. Yeah, me too. But I think the song as a whole is a little bit like a patchworky the way that some of neighborhoods was. Mm-hmm. And I think is like Travis has some really cool ideas in there, but I don't know if the I don't know if he was able to kind of like save that song and like be this glue for yeah, the song. They, they, yeah, there's just like some pieces missing with that one. Like I can see why they didn't choose it. Yeah. Um, I don't have any notes, but I have last train home on here, like as like a. Um, I don't know why I chose that, but 
And then Long Lost Feeling, I had the symbol work is insane. Towards the end of the song, he ramps up for the big explosion that never oh, happens. Yeah. So, so cool. that's, uh, yeah, I think that's just like the best way to end that. Yeah. So I just think that was just interesting because it's like, yeah, you're expecting that. And yeah. Just like this explosion of everything because it's just this big ramp up. But. And that song is like, you know, there's guitar in it, but it's barely there. It's basically just drums and a bass, you know. It's almost like the... Um, uh, lost without you, without the ending to it, in a way. I don't know. Yeah, or just a yeah, like a shorter lost without you. Yeah, you know. But yeah. yeah, it is kind of a similar kind of arc to the song and themes that it's dealing with. Totally, totally, totally. Well, uh, I think that about does it for Travis. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a subject that we're gonna have to revisit later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just uh, and I'm sure there's things we missed, but these are just like some of just like the ones that have popped out when we. Yeah, I think I think idea. these are some pretty good examples of like. I, I think we definitely hit on some of the highlights, and I think I think I uh, and I think it seems like you do as well have a clear understanding of what makes Travis Barker <laughs> so special. Yeah, he's um, he's one in a million. But you know, there's a lot of people who are special out there, Ryan. Yeah, especially. The people who have written us uh, some letters. <laughs> well, we do. We did get uh, did get an email from somebody, and he basically um, uh, wait. Is this is this this is our, a mailbag? Is this our mailbag? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do we have here, Ryan? So we got a message from a dude named, uh, Tyson or Tyler. Why is his email say Tyson? <laughs> but then his, he works for the vacuum company. Oh, that's Dyson. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. His name's Tyler. Um, he, uh, basically sent a pretty long email here, but, uh, basically came up with some cool ideas, I think for the show. So, um, uh, I love it when people help come up with yeah. ideas for the so show. So we got to add this to the the, the whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, that has my name. Jamie equals Queenslayer, our <laughs> current Game of Thrones theory. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down. I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones and I came up with a theory and uh, spoiler alert, but I wrote it down so that way I have proof. Yeah. I should have put the date on it. I fucked I'll, up. Go back. Yeah, go back. Yeah, because it would have been like, I have proof that I wrote this yeah. down when this happened. I'll take a picture with you next to the current day's paper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh basically he um this is what he says he says hey you guys love the show thanks buddy um i feel like california gets a lot of hate on the subreddit but something that really stands out to me as a strong point is how well just ev- about every bridge is on the original and deluxe album yeah fuck yeah especially in comparison to post reunion releases uh neighborhoods yeah. and dogs eating dogs no bridges on neighborhoods nope. it's just like let's do like the verse with like no down. vocals yeah <laughs> uh i feel like the uh great episode idea for you guys would be to rank your top 10 or so blink bridges of all time oh my god yes we yeah. call the episode building bridges <laughs> oh perfect you already <laughs> this is running itself uh for me personally aside from stockholm syndrome and every time i look for you they're really aren't any that jump out to me pre-California. Um, they're all that impressive or impactful. Dysentery Gary. <laughs> um, I could think of a couple, but um, I'm sure there are other good ones that I'm missing. But to yeah. be fair, uh, it's been a while since I revisited uh, their full discography. Um, 
Mm, yeah, it just talks about the bridges a lot. We'll get to when we go to the bridges one. I'll come back to this. Yeah, but uh, so we're definitely stealing your idea. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's, thank you. That's an awesome. He idea. actually has this in Derry Gary listed as he listed his favorites on here. We'll we'll, we'll save this and go through. Oh yours yeah, we'll we definitely do. when we do that episode, we'll revisit this email <laughs> and we're gonna have to read about uh, your thoughts and also so so since we probably will be covering this soon. Um, anyone listening, if you want to write in, let well, us. there's more to the email too. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> He jumped in the you gun did, here. You did say it was a long one. Um, he says, also maybe another topic idea for the show or maybe a question you guys can help answer for me. Something I've noticed a lot as a lurker in the subreddit. I never commented before. Just observe. You will. You will comment eventually. You always start a did, lurker. Did he say that? Or is no, that... I'm saying that. Okay. That's... But uh, I see a lot of love <laughs> for songs that legitimately blow my mind. Mm. Uh, as fan of the band and even when talking to, talking to friends, there have always been songs that we skip and they're just boring or not good to us. Huh. For me, uh, the life of me, I do not understand the hype for these songs. Do you want me to list these songs? Uh, I'm nervous, but lay it on me, Ryan. Uh, first one. A couple of them I, you can agree with. There's a couple on here that I don't think we're going to agree with. First one. So he's saying these are overrated songs. These are songs that people love. But he's, but like, he's like, these are skippable this. shit. So I, I, I've been on record saying Untitled for me I think is skippable. That's some song people love. Is that on the list? No. no. Uh, okay, go ahead. What does he say? <laughs> First one, Pretty Little Girls. Uh, this is, in my opinion, the worst song the band has ever written, even without Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf. People like that one? People like that song, I think. Pretty sure people like that one. I don't think it's good, but I also don't think... Yellow Wolf is not... I don't think Yellow Wolf is the problem with that song. Like, I don't think he's bad on it. No. I, you know, I think... Um, but I, and I do think it has some neat idea. I don't think it's like garbage, but that's one of he has on here. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, this one I can agree with, even if she falls. Oh yeah. 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 Not necessarily a bad song, but not the not great. It's either. like a, it's like the laziest, like blink cover song. Like if yeah. you told me like, Michael, you have a show tonight. Uh, people want you performing as a blink esque band. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like a song I would write. <laughs> So yeah, I we agree with that one. We've never been fans of that song, and I've seen people do like that song, but I think they just—it sounds like um, it's you know, paint by numbers, like a reckless abandon kind of song, you know, yeah. that kind of riff. But I just don't think it. There's no heart to no it. No soul. I don't think. Yeah. Um, like the, what's it about? What's it about that's so cool? It, there she was. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she. Oh God, yeah. Um, the third song he has on here is uh, Esthenia. Yes, he says. I always, in parentheses. I always thought this was a throwaway filler song on Untitled. Wow, that's that's. I know that's a song that people do fucking love. I remember in my English class, tenth uh, grade, when I moved to Arizona, um, we there was a project. I guess like the year before, where people did. Um, like I guess seniors had been in that classroom, so it was like a senior project people had done the year before, and it was everyone's was hanging up and it was like, do a thing based on your favorite song. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Asthenia. So it was just in this classroom was like hanging up. Oh, wow. Cause it would have been 2003 was the yeah, year yeah, before, yeah. right? 2009 or 2009, 2000. Yeah. My freshman year of high school, mm. um, would have been 2003. So this is my sophomore year, 2004. So, yeah. so yeah. So, um, uh, it's probably me. But... Yeah. Well, no, you wouldn't have been a senior. So it was like, because the thing is, it was like senior projects, and they all looked like all bad. Like it was so badass. So they're all senior shit. I was, and I remember like it looked so. It was like this thing of like an astronaut or whatever. But but I remember thinking like my first thought was like, damn, that's so cool. And then my second thought was like, 
Stenia, huh? Like I like uh, that. I've always liked that song. That was one that kind of I think captured my imagination first on. It was definitely the, the first. I think uh, that was the beginning of Tom's like Angels Never Have Sound. Like mm-hmm. you can say in a way that's the first Angels Never Have Song. You know. Yeah, uh, I like I like that song a lot actually. Yeah. So you you're not with him on though. I'm not really with him. I'm no. with him on this one. I I think it's great, <laughs> but I would say overrated. I do love that song. Though. All right, all right. Not this a bad is like, song. This is like the you ever see the Pitchfork series over under? Yeah. In you on their YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the over under yeah. thing. Okay, over. Where you're like uh, overrated, underrated. Um, fucking avocado toast. Uh, over neither. <laughs> This is one. This is gonna. This might tear apart part of relationship with Tyler here. All right. <laughs> wait, wait. Give me a second. All right. This, I'm gonna first. I'm gonna first do is parentheses. What, what's one. the worst case? What's the worst thing it could be? Uh, <laughs> let me think. Uh, feeling this. No. I want. I want to read the parentheses and then see if you can guess. Okay. It says, I always thought this was one of the weakest songs on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. I was blown away to see people in the sub like it so much. Legitimately confused. He says online songs. Online songs. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) He did it. That's what he did. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Yeah, he'd leave an address. <laughs> um, we could probably look up. He has. He sent an email from a Hotmail address. What so. kind of violence do you think we can incite in our listeners, Ryan? <laughs> no, that's a uh, that's sad. I, I, uh, I. It's too bad he's not able to appreciate the majesty of online songs. Yeah, we, it's a perfect fucking little song. It's like a. It's like a please please me song. I, I mean, I'm gonna tell him like. That was one when I was growing up. I would skip. Same, same, same. I didn't really. It, did. it, it didn't click with when me it, until when it later. Clicked for life. me, is is honestly, I. It's a small thing, but I just never realized there. There's a two part harmony in the chorus, and when I heard it, I was like, you know, like the Tim and Eric gif. You know, like it was like the whole song made sense, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is just like a little, like, it's like a little Beatles pop song. I, lo- I love it. It's uh, it's Tom, like, and it's one of the coolest Tom riffs. It doesn't really stand out that much, but like, damn, we did it for our cover. Yeah, we're the people in this our friends. We like it, but uh, damn it, if it's not one of the harder Tom songs to play. Like I was like, I, I wasn't in. You know, we're, we picked the song to cover the last. It's a Blink song. Last thing I'm trying to think is like, well, this is gonna be hard to play, but. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, fuck, this is kind of hard to play. <laughs> play. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, I love it, too. It's one that I just love singing along to. But yeah, it's OK, Tyler. You have you can have your opinion on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he does close it out. He does give us a recommendation for a band. So this is what he said. He said, uh, also, I know this is getting long, <laughs> but I want to express you guys to a band that you and other listeners might not be aware of called Dead to Me. They're a fat wow, is it really called Dead to Me? Yeah, it is. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it says they're a fat record uh, chords band, band from San Francisco. So fat records is uh, fat Mike stuff, isn't it? Fat yeah. rec records yeah. or chord, whatever. Um, it's a great label. Uh, band from San Francisco, and they're amazing. They, uh, for me, are my favorite dual singer band. Yes, better than Blink to me personally. So it's somewhat similar to Blink that they went through their period with one of their singers, their Tom, in a sense, left the band, and they continued on without him. They put on put out one incredible full length and an equally amazing EP with their original lineup before their guitarist Jack left the band due to having a child and focusing on his family. Um, he just returned last year, and they put out a new 7-inch that was the first album with the classic lineup in eight years, and a full length is on the way. Anyways, I highly recommend checking them out. Uh... 
um, out the following from them. This is a couple songs he has. He has one called, uh, uh, was it Cuban Ballerina? Cubane? Cubane Ballerina? I don't know. Cubone? Like the Pokemon? It's like C-U-B-A-I-N. Like Cubane Ballerina. Maybe he meant Cuban Ballerina. I don't know. Uh, Little Brother is a song, and, and he has one called I Want to Die in Los Angeles. Mm. And he sent some YouTube uh, like links to some of their songs. So I was listening to a couple of them right before we started recording. And Yeah, uh, I heard it. It sounded cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. So thanks for the re- I'm going to add that to my two listen to Spotify, and any listeners should check them out too. Dead to Dead to me. Well, that was a that was a long email, but that was a good email, right? Yeah, we went off, but yeah, we're gonna keep people, uh, people, the bridge idea is a great idea. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. What people can email us? Uh, yes, besides uh, just Tyler. If you want to email us, I mean, now that he's dead to us, it's probably <laughs> good that that other people are gonna be able to write in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a one e two podcast at gmail dot com is the email. Send us whatever you want. Tell us you should write in. Write in your angry. I'm sure a lot, all of you have already started writing your angry rebuttals to online to Tyler's songs. diss of online songs. If anyone out there wants to sing the praise of online songs, please write in one e two podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, um, and you can also find us on Instagram one uh, e two podcast. We're there and posting cool things and. Uh, I'm actually, I've been meaning to post, we, we post a couple, uh, times a little earlier of our little collection ourselves of, of mm-hmm. cool blink merch we have. And, uh, I'm going to be posting, uh, some, some stuff from that. And for, uh, our Patreon, we're actually going to be giving out one of those, uh, items. Yeah. We have a, we we're, I think we're a little late on sending out our prizes, but we, I think we'll we're, I think we're on time for our, for our prize. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah. we're not officially late yet. <laughs> um, we're still on track, and and that, but that's gonna be going out, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, I don't think we want to say what it is yet, but it's it's neat. Yeah, yeah. I think I think any any Blink fan would dig it. Yeah. So yeah, that's at uh, I think everything's at one eighty two podcast, and you can. Oh yeah, and that that's a we our Patreon is at one eighty two podcast as well. We have a, a two dollar uh, tier, and you can listen to uh, bonus b- episodes. B- yeah, you get a bonus ep- the episode of that, and get in a, a Discord private chat. And all yeah, that. we uh, just did. We mentioned it in the last show, but it's been like a few weeks. But we did like a Sum Forty One episode, and we're wanting to do the Lincoln Park stuff, and pretty much we it's, also it's going to be like other... a, this zero episode we did. That was sort of our failed pilot <laughs> episode, which is pretty funny. Yeah, to I to. think it's just going to be like the episode, like the show that we don't really. It's like not Blink centric. Yeah, thing, not stuff, Blink centric, but. but in a way, it kind of is. I feel like you I know. Don't know. We'll like yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll someday. See. I'm sure we're going to just do. It's one in the where spirit. We're just bullshitting about something. Yeah, eventually we'll run out of stuff to talk to, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But and also yeah, it's like because uh, we've had like friends that like listen to the podcasts and stuff that would be fun to have on that do podcasts, but not necessarily Blink fans, and so it's an yeah. excuse to do that, I think. Yeah, and for other people to hear it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, check that out. Uh, what am I missing? I don't know. I think I think, gosh, there's something you're missing. I'm just I feel like there's like a draft and I'm not sure where it's coming from Ryan and I'm a little nervous like should I be doing something right now yeah you better uh, you know put your pants on yeah. put your pants on